Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 104, Starting Solids. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, friend. It's Bree back for another podcast episode. I am so excited to talk to you today about starting solids, especially because I am in the thick of this, just like probably you are. Um, My little baby, she is seven months old a little over seven months. And so we are starting solids as well. We did start right around six months. And so we're kind of in the hang of it now. Um, But I tell you what, it is so fun to have a baby while I'm talking about all this and teaching all of you. Because if nothing else, it's kind of just like brought me back to the reality of just being in the thick of having a young baby is amazing how much you forget how hard being pregnant is what a process it is to give birth um just all of the mental and physical energy that it takes to have a young young baby and so it's so fun to be in this process with all of you. In fact, every time I go for consults, some people ask me like, oh, hey, at four months, is it normal for this, this, and this? And everything is just so fresh in my mind right now. (laughs) Of like, yes, this is totally normal. Because it's so funny how you forget like, oh, what age, what age is normal for babies to, you know, start crawling or, or sitting up or you know, walking, not that babies do that all at the same time, but it just is nice to have that all kind of fresh in my mind. So I wanted to talk you through my top three tips today for starting solids, because this can be, um, a little bit of a confusing area and I am not a dietitian. (laughs) I am not an expert in all things baby food, but I am an expert in breast milk and breastfeeding And what I have found is that sometimes when families start solids, their lactation goals go out the window. And of course, you know, I hate to see that happen. I want people to crush their goals. And sometimes just not knowing, just not being educated, um, sometimes you can kind of say, shoot yourself in the foot a little bit (laughs) with starting solids and sabotage your lactation goals without even knowing. So that's kind of my main goal today. I want to teach you how to start solids. And, um, and the main thing that I want to teach you is how to start solids without letting your lactation goals go to the side. Okay. So that's the focus today. So before I jump into that, I just want to remind you that right now is a great time to get a personalized pumping plan. 
especially if you recently had a baby or are going to be having a baby very soon and you are planning on returning to work, especially if you're working outside the home, I would love to make a personalized pumping plan for you so that you can still move seamlessly between breast when you're at home and bottle while you're away at work without feeling like your baby is blowing through your freezer stash and you can't keep up with pumping and pumping at work is taking so much time and so much effort. I would love to share with you all my tips and tricks for making pumping while you're at work a breeze and also being able to maintain a healthy milk supply. So go to breezybabies.com, click on personalized pumping plan. As soon as you purchase that, a Google doc will automatically be sent straight to your email. If you're still pregnant, you want to hold on to that and not fill it out quite yet. <laughs> I think the sweet spot to get a personalized pumping plan is actually when your baby is about three weeks old. That's like the sweet, sweet spot to get one. Um, and then once you fill out your information in that Google doc, you just give me two to five business days. I return that personalized pumping plan to you. And it is filled with over 20 pages of all the tips and tricks you would ever want to know for pumping while you're away at work. Again, breezybabies.com. You can grab yourself a personalized pumping plan and the cart is currently open for those. All right, here we go. Let's talk about starting solids. So my first tip for you is start slow. Okay. So when you're starting solids, you might be wondering, oh my gosh, how much do I even offer? Because before your baby is six months old, all they're getting is breast milk. That's what the current recommendation is, is to give your baby nothing but breast milk or formula or medication that they need <laughs> for the first six months. And it's not like a light switch flips the minute that your baby turns six months old and all of a sudden they're going to be eating three full meals a day. No, that's not quite how it works. It's kind of like a gradual buildup. Okay. So in the beginning, you could just start by offering your baby a few bites in one day. And that's all, that's all that they need in the beginning when you're just starting out, because remember that breast milk or formula is still your baby's main source of nutrition in the first year of life. So it's breast milk first solids second. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to breastfeed and then give solids right after that. What I mean more by breast milk first solids second is that I want you to prioritize breast milk. Okay. The bulk of your baby's food, the, the bulk of your baby's intake, I should say, should not be solid food in the first year of life. It is either breast milk or formula and solids. They kind of just fill in those nutritional gaps. They help your baby practice chewing and preparing for eating solid foods later on, but their main source of nutrition should absolutely be breast milk or formula. So if you offer the breast frequently and, um, you know, and many times offer the breast first before you give solids, that will help ensure that your supply stays right where it needs to be and does not decrease. So my baby Mila, she right now is seven months old and she has been practicing with some different solids and loving it. <laughs> it is so fun and so cute watching her try all these new flavors for the first time. And that's going to be a fun journey for you as well as you help your baby through this journey. 
Okay, tip number two is you can choose purees and baby led weaning. Now, baby led weaning was not even a thing with my other three kids. You might remember that I have a six year gap between my third and fourth baby. And at least as far as I know, I had never even heard of baby led weaning until just in the last year or two. And honestly, it's not my favorite term. I don't love the term baby led weaning because it makes it sound like you're stopping breast milk, you're stopping breastfeeding, you're weaning off of that and giving solids instead. And that's not what happens, <laughs> like I just explained in tip number one. So it's not my favorite term, but basically what it means is that you are giving like table food, more solid food to your baby and not just offering, um, purees. So if you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Do I give purees? Do I do this new method of baby led weaning? I, I don't know what to do. You know what? You can do whatever you want. There is no one size fits all. You can do what works for your baby, what works for your family. You can offer different options and see what sticks. Some babies love to be spoon fed food and others like to grab their own food. Um, some moms love to feed their baby spoon by spoon because it's a little bit cleaner <laughs> and easier and familiar. And others like to hand their baby the food and have them feed it themselves. But the important part is that you just follow your baby's cues. So let's break this down a little bit more. So a baby led approach, I like to call it baby led approach instead of baby led weaning. Cause like I just explained, I don't love the term weaning with this whole thing. Um, so if you want to do a more baby led approach, that means you're going to offer more solid foods instead of purees. So if you're wondering what the advantages of this might be, the advantages is the advantages are that it helps develop your baby's grabbing and chewing ability while not increasing the risk of choking. If your baby struggles to get food into her mouth, then she's probably not ready for the, a baby led approach. On the other hand, a puree approach, um, that can be a good fit for some families because it is convenient to just grab a jar of baby food. And that can be really familiar, especially if you are nervous about your baby choking, <laughs> even though when you do baby led, um, the baby led approach correctly, um, there should not be an increased chance of choking. And there's even some foods that are naturally, um, pureed, I guess you could say, um, without even buying jars of baby food, um, like applesauce or yogurt. Um, those are things that you can feed your baby, but no matter what you choose, whether it's baby led or puree, um, make meals a family affair. You can include your baby in mealtime, even if they're just sitting right next to you, they're part of the process. They're observing, they have their own plate. Maybe they're not even eating a whole lot of food. That's totally fine. It's all about just the process. Here's a little bonus tip for you. Um, I actually had one of my um, followers ask this question because she had a preterm baby and she said, what about preterm babies? What do we do about introducing solids? Um, and when do we do it? 
So here's the quote that I shared with that. It says parents of babies who were born preterm, um, that means before 37 weeks of pregnancy or who have any medical condition, which might affect their ability to handle food safely or to digest a range of foods are advised to discuss with their healthcare advisors when they should start to offer their baby solid foods and before deciding to use baby led weaning as the only method. Okay. So basically what that means is that if your baby was born before 37 weeks, you may want to take this even slower. Okay. You probably are going to want to adjust your baby's age and again, talk with your pediatrician, work closely with them and see what would be a good fit. Okay. Let's move on to tip number three. And that is you can choose whatever food you want to start with. So I recently did a post where I talked about the best baby food to start with. So basically the point of this post was to say in the end that actually there is no one perfect food that needs to be given first. Um, in fact, with my first baby, I thought that she had to have baby cereal first. That's just kind of what I thought. And I kind of feel like that was how things were. She's 11 years old now, so she's a little bit older, <laughs> but that was my understanding from what I learned from my pediatrician, from what I learned from other families, um, other moms that I knew that were introducing solids. It was like, Oh, you give baby cereal first and that's what you're supposed to give. So in fact, I was eating a mango one day and she was, you know, at the point where we were ready to introduce solids and she was watching me and I gave her a little bite of mango. And then I felt so guilty. Like I had done something wrong. I was like, oh my gosh, was that the right food to start with? Did I introduce the wrong food first? Have I messed up my baby? <laughs> now I know that there actually is no one perfect first food. In fact, there's a lot of dietitians now um, who work in lactation, who suggest to not give baby cereal first and to maybe even give it sparingly. And that's for different reasons. So anyway, don't feel like you have to give one specific food first. So there are some different options that you can try. Maybe you want to offer your baby banana, applesauce, mango, pear, avocado, sweet potato, squash, or pumpkin. You could give Greek yogurt or scrambled or hard boiled eggs. You could give meat even, or beans. Now these foods are just suggestions. Remember that there is a wide variety that you can offer, but there still are some foods that you generally want to avoid. And as of this moment in time, <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like things are always changing when we talk about babies, just in general. Um, but as of this time, foods that we do not recommend to give, um, especially in that first year of life, you want to avoid honey. You're going to want to avoid foods that are high in sugar, high in salt or high in saturated fat. And of course you do want to avoid foods that could be a choking hazard, right? Cause that wouldn't be safe. So that's things like whole nuts, popcorn, pretzels. Um, but other than that, the sky is kind of the limit. <laughs> so, you know, again, this is not a one size fits all look at your situation. Um, you can even look at what foods you and your family already enjoy and you already have stocked in your refrigerator. You can talk with your pediatrician and see what is right for you and your family. 
So there you have it. Hopefully that kind of helped to smooth out um, starting solids and make it not so overwhelming <laughs> by giving you these three simple steps. So again, those top three tips for starting solids was number one, start slow. Number two, you can choose both purees and baby lead options. And tip number three was you can choose whatever food you want to start with and introduce first. So I hope that you are having a great time with you and your family. It's still full blown summer here at our house. So if it's summer, when you're listening to this podcast, I hope that your day is filled with sunshine. Why don't you try and set aside some time to get out, walk, get some fresh air and some sunshine that always does good for the soul. <laughs> and maybe you're listening to this podcast episode at some other time during the year, just let, I just want to let you know that I so appreciate you taking the time to listen in and the way that you can tell a podcast maker, <laughs> if that's even a thing that you like their podcast and you support it and you want to hear more episodes is by number one, leaving a podcast review and number two, sharing this podcast with a friend. Your downloads mean the world to me. This podcast gets thousands of downloads. Um, every month, thousands and thousands of downloads. And that's so exciting to see. So thank you so much for your support. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You're a good friend to all. Have a good day. Bye.